James seems like a perfect case of a performer who peaked too soon. About 10 years ago, he threw together James Brown with freak-out guitars and George Clinton with low-minded rationality and called it punk funk. It was a fusion whose time had about come, but not enough people were convinced, or not enough after the one big hit, Super Freak, that James was the man to bring it off. Sure enough, Prince came along and stole James's commercial spotlight, some clothes and moves and funk appeal, but not his cornrow locks and left him beached on the shores of semi-legendum, a lightweight but not undeserving funkaholic, trapped in the paternalistic indifference of Barry Gordy's latter-day Motown. James did what any self-respecting, self-sufficient careerist would do, waited for his contract to expire, went for the comeback, and began to test his act out at clubs. As his first single in two years, Lucy's Rap hit the number one slot on Billboard's black charts. As usual, white fans, for the most part, are not listening closely to James. Not that James has been idle. Since he stopped touring five years ago, he's placed Svengali to the Mary Jane Girls, collaborated with Smokey Robinson, Ebony Eyes, and Eddie Murphy. Party all the time. Produced records for Process and The Do-Rags and Val Young, and fiddled about at his home studio in Buffalo while shopping for a new label. There were rumors of drug and alcohol abuse and general life crisis, a stint in a dry-out tank. But the period also produced more than 24 new numbers, which got winnowed down to 10 for his debut on Warner Brothers' Wonderful. The record traverses familiar James terrain, lots of songs about sex, symbol-minded grooves that get stretched beyond their limitations, all self-produced with the same one-man band intensity. But James played it safe on the first two nights of the sauna that was the channel last week, with songs from his sharpest Motown LP, 1981's Street Songs, and assorted tunes like Seventeen and Mary Jane that positioned him more as a returning hitmeister than as a born-again songwriter. Like the Jackson's Victory Tour, which eschewed all songs from the album of the same name, James was out to prove his longevity more than to hawk his new product. Wearing matching skin-tight Adidas sweatsuits and James's trademark long curls, his band set out to funk an already perspiration-doused and fully integrated oversold crowd that was so hyper-stoked for the Rick James experience it began chanting We Want Rick to house music by Eric B. and Rakim a good 20 minutes before the man took the stage. When he did to the bump and social grind of ghetto life, the combined heat from the band and the audience was inspirational. James seemed to sweat for all of us. Jumping up onto Limo Ray's drum set and leaping off to the delight of the crowd, he made the most of what little mobility was available on stage. With this audience so glued to him, James could do no wrong. Though as music goes, there wasn't a whole lot to get excited about. Perhaps because he's primarily a bassist, James excels at the mid-tempo groove that draws strength from exertion rather than velocity. Unfortunately, his facility almost always overwhelms his inspiration, making for any number of sound-alike funk essays. Sweet and Sexy and Standing on the Top are virtually interchangeable, exercise machines that don't extend the meanings of dancing or sex into more than self-referential odes. James bellows more than either Terence Trent Darby or Prince, which means he hits on the one with more gut urgency than curly falsetto, but his vigor in medium tempo grunge gets him into trouble in ballads, which sag the longer they spin themselves out. 
Make no mistake, James is plenty sincere, but he's also hardly introspective about his abilities. The centerpiece of his channel show was a three-balance set, Deja Vu, Happy, and Fire and Desire, that lasted nearly half an hour, with each successive ending more deliberate than the previous. His faked and refaked ecstasies had you checking your watch to make sure time had advanced. The surrounding songs feature more sure-footed rhythms with some sharp horn playing from Michael Malley, Raymond Green, and Lamoris Payne, and eel-like synthesizer work from Richard Jayner and Gregory Treadwell. But the slow material in between slumped into mock. He just doesn't grasp the mechanics of romantic singing enough for slow ones. James's mock supremacy bit in his songs is equaled only by his annoying tendency to let his female compatriots go uncredited even on duets. Rapper Roxanne Chante gets mentioned only at the end of a long thank you list on Wonderful's Inner Sleeve, though she's central to what the song is all about. Still, before he plowed into his trio of ballads, James invited Patty Curry on stage for two Mary Jane Girls numbers, All Night Long and My House, and the show ended with his two randiest and rhythmically varied slices of macho devotion, Give It To Me Baby and Super Freak, igniting crowd with a showman's exacting sense of what it had been waiting for. To finish, he turned, predictably, to Wonderful for Lucy's Rap, which brought Shantae out for the role reversal duet, male supplicant gossiper introducing female power broker. She shared his stage with the same guileless mode he recruited her for, and that makes the single more than just a fluke rebound on the airwaves. Lucy's Rap, at least, creates a dialogue out of James's sexism, an improvement by any standards. He exalts Lucy's looseness, and Shantae replies, affirmative. I am what I am, and I do what I do. She casually upstages James as an independent black temptress. I please you because I choose to, and it may or may not have anything to do with how I feel about you, she seems to be saying. And the most intriguing thing about it is that James still doesn't care. Finally, it gets Shantae out of a contradiction with the don't muck with me persona she immortalized on The Real Roxanne. Sly, curt, and steamy, with clipped electric guitar riffs darting in and out of spacious bass pathways, the single proves that James can be thoughtful, even somewhat gracious, when he wants to. Larger arenas are being scheduled for James in October. In a year of big comebacks, he has the left-handed advantage of not having nearly as much to live up to as a Brian Wilson or Patti Smith. And lucky for him, his already converted audience is simply glad to see him again. Yeah, 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 yeah.